And it's Wednesday night. It's time for another installment of The Ruckus. I'm your host, Jay LaBeouf. On the deck with me, Ryan Bivens. Back for another week of boxing talk, a slow week in boxing. Fights happening overseas this weekend. Not too much news breaking in the media, but we are here as we are every Wednesday night, ready to talk to you about the sweet science. If you'd like to call in and talk with me and Ryan, 718-508-9852. Or you can tweet your questions to me at JetHang or at Ryan Bivens, Bivens with an I, not Bivens with an E, or at Sweet Boxing, or at The Bad Culture, and we'll take your questions, comments, and concerns. On the boxing menu this week, like I said, not too much, kind of a slow week in boxing. We are awaiting, um, let's see, Jesse Hart is on deck this weekend. We'll talk about that during the show. We will talk about this weekend's fights. We will talk about last weekend's fights, but Busy if you're a boxer, but a slow week in terms of uh, mainstream news. So with that, I will bring in my illustrious co-host, Mr. Ryan Bivens. What's the good word from Philadelphia today, Ryan Bivens? Oh, uh, you know, it's um, it's okay here in Philly. It's been raining a lot lately, though, and I'm, I can't remember the weather. <clears throat> Ugh, that's no good. But you are here. And we are going to talk about it. Well, we're going to talk about what we can talk about. So let me just take a quick scan of the news. To be honest with you listeners, I didn't plan a real agenda this week. Been a crazy week for, for BC and a slow week for boxing. So I'm gonna not going to lie. I'm a little bit lazy this week, but I'm here anyway. Looking at some of the news stories, same old, same old. That's been... Uh, in the news, Jesse Vargas, Tim Bradley, Dan, you know, that whole triangle that's going on, more Canelo Khan talk. I mean, it's just not too much going on. Some more fights named, and we'll go over that when uh, Ryan jumps into his new segment, but nothing that's really extraordinarily interesting breaking news per se. Probably the most compelling thing to me was Shannon Briggs popped up in London today. That was pretty funny to me. Has there been anything that's been in the news front that you found particularly interesting, Ryan? Yeah, the the people who are facing uh, uh, jail sentences are the most interesting to me. Mm. Um, uh, mm. Jane Cox and uh, Celestino Caballero, Caballero especially. He might he might do eight twelve years. Aye, Caballero's the one that had the uh, the coke in the car, right? Yep. Man, 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 man. More coke in the car than he has ever seen a purse. So I don't know. Like like you said, that's probably been the most interesting thing that's been uh, going on this week. Boxing well, well, is just... Well, that and the, the announcement of the, uh, the highly anticipated rematch between Andre Berto and Victor Ortiz. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, let's, let's talk about that. 
let, let, let's talk about this, what, five years after the fact. How many years has it been since their original matchup? Um, it's been a while. I think that was, Long was that 2011. It was a cool last minute. I know I wasn't blogging yet the first time they fought. That's how long ago it was. And we look yeah, at these two in their career. 2011. What was I doing in 2011? They were supposed to have a rematch like within a year or two after that fight, but it got canceled because of Berto Phillips' drug test. Ah, yes, that's right. I do remember that. I don't know. Maybe they were taking the uh, Oscar De La Hoya blueprint and letting the fight marinate. Got to let the fight marinate. Maybe that was the approach they were taking. And since that time, you've got an Andre Berto who had a positive drug test who had uh, the shoulder issue, who had the um, the molly whopping that got his eyes all swollen shut. And then you've got the Ortiz era who has quit and been arrested for kicking people at country Western concerts and just, you know, bouncing from here to there. So at this point, we talked about it on Monday. Uh, Ismael and uh, Brett Man Edwards talked about it on Monday. At this point in their career, who has more in the tank? What are your thoughts on that, Ryan? Who got more at this point? I think Andre Berto has more in the tank. Mm. I mean, and Victor why is Ortiz, that? I just think his his jaw has been just so shattered by, you know, Josito Lopez and um, who, who was the other guy that did knock him? Colazo was jacking um, him up, Colazo, too, if yeah, I remember Luis correctly. Colazo. Yeah, I mean, Luis Colazo was just like, not even a formidable opponent anymore, and he was still able to run over him. So, Berto, uh, I mean, as you saw, he he's not that good anymore, but he he still hits hard enough to knock out Jose De Lopez. So, I figured Ortiz mm-hmm. is in trouble. I just I just I just don't think he can take a punch anymore. Do you think that uh, Ortiz is going to actually show up and fight, or do you think he's going to quit? Oh, uh, uh, will he quit? Yeah, he'll probably quit. Yeah, he's just probably gonna quit. I mean, but he'll, he'll he'll be fighting for a while. Like it'll it'll be like fun until Ortiz quits. I think. <laughs> but yeah, true, the quitting true. is inevitable. <laughs> yeah, that's just a matter of time. I'm excited to see that that fight will be happening here in Los Angeles. So you best damn believe I will be there for all the shenanigans that will ensue surrounding that fight. For those of you who. Don't recall, Victor Ortiz won their first matchup, and it was for the WBC World Welterweight title. Can you imagine that? Ortiz was the the World Welterweight. He was like the guy. He was supposed to be like Oscar's heir apparent. Hey, Maybe he, Oscar he had that fight with Mayweather, remember? And that actually yeah. did like very, very good at the box office. It was like, what, yeah. 1.25 million pay-per-views? That's a lot. Yep, yep. yep. Victor Ortiz was supposed to be that guy, but unfortunately for Vicious, <clears throat> it didn't pan out that way. And following that fight, you know, with the Floyd fight, and we know what happened with that, and then Josecito, and then Colazo, and then Manuel Perez. At, at Manuel Perez, I think I was, yeah, I was at that fight. He didn't look great in that fight either. He was, uh, no, no, he looked okay. I was in that fight. It was in Vegas. It was on the undercard of something. And, um, he actually looked halfway decent. Unfortunately, there was only about 50 people in the arena to see it go down. But, I mean, you can't judge Ortiz based on that. In his last fight, yeah. he fought they, against – They've regressed uh, Ortiz in, composition, in opposition so much. It's like, obviously, he's going to look good. He's former world champion. It's like the same thing with Roy Jones Jr. When you, when you put him in there with, with 
the cab drivers and, you know, people mm-hmm. who just have absolutely no credentials in boxing, he can still look good even though he's pushing 50. Yeah, true, true. He, um, who's going to train him for this fight? You know, he had gone over to Joel Diaz down there in the desert. Looked like that didn't pan out too good. Uh, we When he first went down there, right after that was Bradley Media Day. I think it was when Bradley was going to fight Rios. I can't remember who Bradley was going to fight. But I went to that media day and we asked uh, Joel Diaz some questions about Ortiz and he wasn't pulling any punches then. And that was over a year or so ago. So I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he should just quit. Maybe he should just quit altogether and focus on face lube and commercials and things like that and being in movies. What do you think? Does he have, yeah. should he continue to fight in your opinion? Uh no, nah, he should stick to movies. Um, I think Ronda Rousey should too. Even though you know she she's got to come back now because the person that she beat twice is, is world champion again. But uh, I just, some people some people are just meant for the, the motion picture industry. I think, and you know, like I, I think they when they were fighters, they were fighters because they were they were hungry. Like they they you know they they came from from nothing, and they they when they finally made something themselves and you know got famous, got money, it just the the drive to be a, a great fighter is just gone, and they should just move on. A friend of the show, Ismail Abdul Salam, says that Danny Garcia might be an option to put the winner of Ortiz Berto out of their misery. Aww. I could see them doing something like that. I, I hope. That's, I hope that's, that's, <laughs> It probably will, though. I mean, well, they know we know we're not going to get we're not going to get Garcia Thurman. Do you think we'd get our Garcia Thurman? Well, if Thurman, the winner of Garcia versus the winner of Porter. Thurman, excuse me, to the Porter camp. I'm not trying to overlook you, but would do you really think that PBC, Al Heyman, the powers that be, would really give us Garcia versus the winner of Thurman Porter? Mm, Danny Garcia against Thurman Porter winner? Not immediately. Mm-hmm. I think my 2017, but <clears throat> yeah, not, not next. Hmm. I don't think so either. I think they're trying to stretch it out as long as they can. And I, I don't know. I might have to agree with Ismail. We might see this these shenanigans, Garcia versus the winner. Can you imagine Danny Garcia versus uh, Victor Ortiz? Should Victor Ortiz beat Andre Bertel? Just the nonsense that would surround that promotional thing. Angel would be ridiculous. Ortiz would be even more ridiculous. And Danny would no longer be Puerto Rican anymore again. He, cause he reps, he represents all Latinos. That's what he said. Yeah. All um, Latinos. Whatever. I don't Danny, know. I don't know. Danny, he, he, he's getting the bad rap. Uh, people keep seem to think he, he fights all the easy fights. Uh, it's a bad look for Danny. <laughs> There was an interview recently. I don't know who put it out. Maybe it was Fight Hype. I can't remember what source put it out where they were interviewing Danny and Danny was saying something to the effect that I fought, I beat three of the four people who are in the May card. So just on that, he should get Mayweather. If I remember correctly, I'm going to have to go back and watch the video. But I saw some tweets or I saw some something about that. It's been a busy week. All of a sudden, that's interesting. 
Danny Garcia, he's been put on the carpet a lot of times over the last couple of years asking about a fight against Floyd Mayweather. And he and Angel have been adamant. They don't need that fight. They don't want that fight. Oh, yeah, it would be a blessing if we got that fight, but we don't need that fight. But now, all of a sudden, they should get that fight. What, what, what's going on? What's going on in Philly? Is the lineup too crisp? Floyd, Floyd is just itching to come back. He, he can't help it. He just can't, you know. <laughs> what, what else? I mean, if you look at his, you know, Instagram post and um, and Twitter post, the, the guy just looks bored. Like he he takes the pictures of I, himself exactly. sitting, sitting with money all by himself. It's just like I what I could agree more. <laughs> he bored. He need to holler at me. I, I I'll show him how to spend some money. You know what I'm saying? I don't even need that much. He should come on the show and do the show with us. Maybe he might have fun doing that. Anybody who's listening to the show who can holler at Floyd, tell Floyd to come on and rock the ruckus with us. He probably would be good at it. He would say that we are doing a tremendous job here on the show and that, you know, we have a strong team and Ryan is a young, strong co-host. And he would say that I am amazing and he is a big fan and supportive of women. I'm doing a hell of a job. And, he want to thank Al Heyman, even though Al Heyman is not on the show, but we're going to thank Al Heyman and just tremendous. We're doing a tremendous job here on the ruckus. So somebody holler at Floyd. Where, where my fight hype peeps at? Holler at Floyd and see if he want to come rock the ruckus with us. Once again, you are listening to the ruckus podcast. The call in number 718-508-9852. Let's pick up this 513 and see what's cracking with the 513. 513-541, you're on with the ruckus crew. Who am I speaking with and where are you calling from? Drake K from Cincinnati. Yo, what's up, Drake? Oh, what's up, Drake K? We haven't talked to you oh. in a cool, cool minute. What's the good word, Drake? Man. What's up? Y'all done changed so much stuff around. It's hard for me to catch it. But see, I was listening oh. to um, um, the bread and somebody uh, last night. Bread and red. Uh, oh, I don't know if it was a recording. It was. It was outstanding. No, that was. That was, was outstanding show. Because um, I know you. Brad, I used to listen to him years ago when he had his own website. And I know mm. he, uh trainer, Julian Williams, who I, who I right. really dig, and I think he's passionate about the sport. But the right. reason why I called in, I have to disagree with uh, the situation with uh, what y'all were saying with Victor Ortiz, because he in movies, and um, um, Ronda Rousey. Because I thought about <laughs> somebody who was in a movie that got knocked straight the fuck out, but because... He was in that movie and what was going on got him distracted from his, his craft and he got back on his A game and that's Lennox Lewis. Lennox yeah, Lewis was I, I he's gonna say that. eleven or twelve and he got knocked out by Hasim Rotman in South Africa, if I'm correct. Mm. And it was right after the movie is when he got knocked out. And y'all all know what know, know what happened in the in the rematch. Sometimes mm. fighters can get caught up in the hype of something uh I think it's an ego thing. Uh, mm. What they're passionate about and what they've been training all their life for, they lose, they lose some type of concentration and go on to the to the to the spotlights and the stardom, and 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 they get they ain't humble. But if they get humbled enough, they come back to what they know they can do. And I'm gonna tell you, I believe Victor Ortiz got Andre Berto's fucking number. I think Andre Berto mm. is a shot fighter. I, I think he's mm. been babied, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like with Tyson and Evander Holyfield. 
if they fall 10 times out of 10, Evander Holyfield, because of the style he got, he's going to beat Mike Tyson. Well, Mike Tyson could possibly knock out Riddick Bowe, who Evander Holyfield had the most trouble with. But, you know, styles make fights. But I, I believe that um, just like how Lennox Lewis was distracted with that movie, Ronda Rousey could have been distracted with what she was had going on with Holly Holm. You see what Misha Tate did to Holly Holm. And uh, Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey beat the shit out of Misha Tate twice. Styles made mm-hmm. fights, and maybe she took Holly Holm for granted, like with uh, Victor Ortiz. I wasn't really impressed with what Victor Ortiz did in his last fight, but he won. But sometimes Styles make fights. I, I don't really get right. that confident in Andre Berto. Um, uh, for some reason, I read some shit the way he said that uh, he's a better fighter because of the Floyd fight. I could, I could Floyd. I mean, the, the the fight was horrible to me. The fight was totally fucking horrible. It's like the McDonough-Floyd yeah. fights. The second fight was totally horrible. I mean, you know, I, I don't see how. I mean, either you and, – and the Victor Ortiz and, and Andre Berto fight, it's whoever got the better chin in that fight is going to win that fight. Period. Because mm. they both you think it goes to distance or you, or you think it's going to end early? No, no, somebody getting knocked out. So I believe somebody's getting knocked out because I believe neither one of them got a chin. I mean, you know, what was that? Uh, uh, Andre Berto got stopped. Was, was that Soto Carras? Uh, yeah. Was it Soto Carras? That, that, that was in like the 12th round, though, after he. But yeah. what I'm saying he, is, he really. He really Andre Berto take punches. Fight. Andre yeah. Berto take punches. Andre, Floyd ain't got the punch yeah. that, that Victor Ortiz got. And Andre Berto got a punch if he can connect. If he hit Victor Ortiz, Victor Ortiz might go to sleep, but I know for a fact that Victor Ortiz hit Andre Berto, he's going to sleep. I mean, your chin don't get better. I believe both of them because they're older fighters now and, and, and they're not constantly fighting, that they're susceptible to getting knocked the hell out. I mean, it's like when Roy Jones fought Antonio Tarver, he got knocked out. He turned around and fought Glenn Johnson too soon. I mean... Mm. Just like I think it was um, 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 uh, Brett, like like what Brad Man said, it's the truth. When you get knocked out the way you got knocked out, you need to lay it down for a minute. You know mm-hmm. that's why I commend um, Roberto Duran. After he fought Marvin Hagler, he fought Thomas Hearns. He got knocked out. I think it's the second round or something. But you, you look at Roberto Duran, though. Oh my goodness! There's certain fighters that that could just if, if they take the time out and listen to their body. Just because you get knocked out don't mean nothing, just like Lennox Lewis. That's why Lennox Lewis is one of my favorite heavyweights of all time because he avenged every loss that he had. Oliver McCall, Hossein Rodman, and Evander Holyfield. And what's amazing is with Oliver McCall and Hossein Rodman, he not only beat them, but he knocked them out when he got knocked out by them. In our day and age, that just don't happen. It don't happen. You don't get knocked out by multiple people and come back and knock them out in our era. I ain't talking about back in the 1800s. Who can you name besides Lennox Lewis does something like that? <laughs> Maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe we'll get a double knockout. I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised. I know Andre Berto is going to be probably the favorite in that fight, but it would surprise me if Victor Ortiz knock his ass out again. <laughs> He didn't knock him out the first time. The first time was a decision. Was it a decision? Yeah. What am I thinking about? Uh, Victor Ortiz knocked somebody the hell out. I can't think who it is. 
But um, well, let's that was see. A let me look at Ortiz, yeah, Berto I, I went down in round one, Ortiz down in two, both fighters down in six. Hey, hey with the, with the uh, Soto Carras fight, didn't Berto complain about a shoulder injury? Or it was yeah, no, his shoulder's really messed up. Like, he, he, he had, like, a very, very bad torn rotator. Okay, well, he should go I mean, in and just beat the hell out of Victor Ortiz then, right? <laughs> it reminds me of, um, I mean, it's just, I just feel that certain fighters that got uh, the mental edge over certain fighters. Uh, uh, one of my favorite Rocky movies of all yeah. time is Rocky Three, with Mr. Mr. T playing Clever Lang. It showed the time <laughs> when uh, uh, Apollo was training Rocky. He was running on the desert, but he he couldn't focus because all he could remember was when Clever Lang knocked his ass out. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that's what Mike Tyson had with uh, Evander Holyfield. I believe Mike mm. Tyson had that. You know, there's certain fighters that can overcome. You know, that was the that was the fight before. I ain't taking no more L's. It's like with with uh, what Brad said about Roy Jones, who was one of my favorite fighters of all time. He should have laid it down for a while. But I also believe when he fought Antonio Tarver for that second time, he had just came down for fighting fighting uh, uh, Ruiz for the heavyweight championship, and he had to lose all that weight. Then he messed around and got knocked out. You know, it was it was totally uncool. Well, and sometimes, well both, both fights were, were after he came down from from heavyweight. Yeah, that's what I'm with uh, Ruiz. When he came, no, no, no. When he beat him, when he beat Tarver, yeah, he beat he beat Tarver after he came down. That was a controversial uh, decision, right. correct? Right. Yeah. He rematched him, and I, I don't know, man. When he he dropped them pounds, then he got knocked out. Then they fought that third time, and Tarver won that decision. <laughs> I believe that was all psychological. Yeah, like he should have been able to do that. He won the first fight. He should have just moved on. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. That's, that's how I feel. Yes, sir. He should have moved on. Just like with um, Bernard. Bernard, I believe, the Kovalev fight, Bernard lucky to get not, not get knocked out, and he really needed to lay it down. That's why I got so much respect for Lennox Lewis. When he fought a... Uh, uh, um, uh, Vitaly Klitschko, and he went on cuts. He knew Klitschko was getting ready to knock his ass out, and he didn't get Klitschko no rematch. He retired. He retired. He knew that was yep. it. And that's yep. the thing with most fighters. They don't know when it's when it's over, it's over. Think about it. Sugar Ray Leonard got TKO'd by Hector Camacho. <laughs> Hector motherfucking Camacho. calling in the air tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get you get TK of Anthony Camacho and you got a resume to sugar rate. Let it got you know, you just stuck around too goddamn long. Yeah, yeah, I think he he, he, he did come out of like his third retirement, I think. He was off for six years or so. Yeah, yeah, because he retired after the Terry Norris fight. You know what I'm saying? But but with Lennox Lewis, Lennox Lewis knew that nobody would not give him no props if he didn't Rematch Vitaly Klitschko, but I honestly believe Lynx knew if I fight this boy, he's going to knock me the fuck out, let me go on and retire. That's what I believe. And I believe he made the right decision. It's the first time in my life that a heavyweight, a heavyweight champion retired when they were supposed to retire. And I'm 44 motherfucking years old. Lennox Lewis is the only heavyweight champion that I know retired when he was supposed to retire. Because he was lucky that they stopped that fight on cuts. He, is, he was lucky. Because Vinny was going to knock his ass out. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, but British fighters are actually pretty good at retiring on time. 
in general. Hey, hey, man, I don't know. What about Otterly Harrison, though? You know, that motherfucker didn't know when to retire. Not him. <laughs> Definitely not him. <laughs> but, like, Joe Dallas, <laughs> <Nike. laughs> Frank Bruno, you know, I, I go on and on. There's a couple. Lennox is the smartest ever. Like, David Hay coming back. He should have laid it down. Oh, God. He going to fuck around, jump in the ring with them young boys, like hey. Anthony Joshua, uh, 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 Parker, what? one of them, and they going to split his wig. What do you think happens if he fights Anthony Joshua this year? Like, I'll tell you what, if if Anthony Joshua if Anthony Joshua beats that young boy uh from America because uh, I got some money he on that fight. If he if will. he knocks him out and he beat him in a really fantastic fashion, David Hay is in trouble. Cause um I I don't know if you remember, man. I remember George Foreman always wanted to fight Mike Tyson. I don't know if you know, yeah. you remember that? Yeah, I remember. George Foreman said these exact words. I'd never forget this as long as I live. He said, Mike Tyson is what I consider uh, 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 some type of fast fighter. He starts off quick. If he don't get you, it's over for him. He said that a long time before he fought Buster Douglas, before he fought Evander Holyfield, George Foreman, as crazy as he talked as an announcer on HBO, he said, I would love to fight Mike Tyson because he starts off quick and then he don't know what the hell to do. And, and he makes a mighty fine deal. A and mighty fine deal. And I'm paraphrasing what he said, and, that, and that's the truth. And it would, it would same thing with David Hay. I mean, you know, David Hay, I believe that he's too small for Anthony Joshua, but through his experience, he can catch that young boy. But, right. but you know, David Hale, it's like David Hale would get I mean, an injury before the fight. I mean, before that fight you know, would come to fruition, example. David Hay would get injury. I'll give you a perfect example. It's Canelo when he fought Floyd. He was way too young to fight Floyd. I honestly believe that Floyd wouldn't beat him as easily now. I mean, if you pay attention to Canelo, I love the way Canelo counterpunches. And he ain't scared to fight whoever is the shit. I mean, he, I mean, he fought Lara. Some people thought he lost, but he fought him. He fought Trout when nobody didn't want to fight Trout. He wasn't scared of Mayweather, but he, he came down him two pounds, and, and he had that, that young bravado. But he know that young bravado ain't where it's at. That's how he playing his game with Golovkin by fighting at 155 instead of fighting at 160. He, I mean, he's learning. Mm. All these fighters is learning from Floyd. You know, it's like <laughs> Broner said. Broner said that Floyd taught him why fight a, a fight that's high risk with low money? You want to fight a fighter that's high money and low risk. But I'm just using it what, what, what he said to Broner, which is irrelevant because Broner ain't consistent with what he got to do in the ring. I mean, yeah. I, I believe he's going to be. I'm going to tell you, he's going to be the shit out of the I, 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 I think hope it's so. all a game. Y'all want to the I believe that. Broner going to beat the shit out of Thea Payne and call out Floyd for Floyd's 50th fight. I believe that's either going down or Floyd and Danny Garcia going down. It's one of them two fights if Floyd come back. Wow. All right, Drake. All right. I I, I think I need to see Broner against either Danny Garcia or the winner of Keith Thurman versus Sean Porter for for me to to get up for a a, a a a a fight. He loses both of them fights. Like yeah, he does. He does. He better not he fuck does. with Cross. He better oh, not fuck with Cross. Uh, he ain't fighting Crawford. He can't. He can't make that weight. No way. But Drake, 
Thank you, my man. I'm going to pick up this person from uh, from the swamp down in the 504. I'm going to put you back in the queue, okay, Drake? Because I'm probably pick you up again. Let's see what's cracking in, in Louisiana. 504-231, you're on with the Ruckus crew. Who are my speaking to? I know you're calling from Louisiana, but who am I speaking to? <laughs> uh, this is uh, Atu. I had to make sure you wasn't my cousin. What's up? What can we discuss with you this evening on the Ruckus? Oh, well, these upcoming fights on Showtime and, you know, the few calls they got on PBC is coming up. I, I see so many fighting fights coming. What what are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the I Santa Cruz. <laughs> the Santa Cruz and plus uh, the Keith Thurman portal fight finally happened. Finally happened. So let me let me ask you. Are you? Let me see where you are as as a boxing fan. Are you one of these boxing fans that are? I hate Al Heyman. Do you love Al Heyman? Do you not care? You just want some fights on. What kind of what kind of a boxing fan would you? What kind of a consumer are you? I just want some fights. It don't matter. You just want some. I fight. just want some fights. All right. I just want some fights. Okay. All right. So we got this big Showtime schedule that got rolled out last week. Steven Espinosa pretty much pulled this schlong out and banged it on the table like, eh, take that. Here's all the good fights. Boom. To take us through the closing of the year. Of the fight uh-huh. schedule, you say you're looking forward to the Santa Cruz fight the most. Let's talk about the fights that are coming up uh, pretty soon. We got Bradley Pacquiao coming up. We got Canelo Khan coming up. We got Wilder Pavetkin on the horizon. We've got Anthony Joshua versus Charles Martin on the horizon. You know, which is... Uh, most compelling of those to you. Hold up. I got a question. Who who is Leo Santa Cruz fighting? Uh, uh, Jesus. He's fighting Jesus. I think oh, it's no, Jesus. that's Mars. No, no, no. Is no, no, no. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a good fight. Hey, that's, Quayar, that's, 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 that's a one. bad boy right there. That's a bad no, boy. Uh, but uh, uh, Santa Cruz uh, is fighting. Oh, yeah. I don't think that, that one's official yet. But um, yeah, hopefully. yeah, it's not a, it's not official official, but they say they fight. Word word. So, Leo Santa. So you said the Santa Cruz Frampton fight. That's what you are. That's the one that you are most looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that one. Plus, I'm looking forward to the Joshua, Joshua Martin and Parker fight. What uh, so what? Uh, 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 Charles Martin. Yeah. Who takes that? I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. One. I, I, I think Martin will pull it out. I think he may pull it out if he fight a smart, have a, a good game plan. He could pull it out. Turn the light on for me. What? Okay. Not a one to kick What's right What's there anything? Hold on. You know, for the fight with uh. Anthony Joshua versus Charles Martin. You know, I'm talking a little bit reckless and stuff, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Charles Martin just seems like he has really poor balance, really poor footwork. You know, but he mm-hmm. is a big guy, and he could mm-hmm. pack a punch. We didn't really get to see too much of him in his last fight because uh, the kid he was fighting yeah. had the was the calf tear, yeah. calf injury. Uh, so I couldn't really. Exactly, he broke his yeah, back. He, Final. he blew his knee out. Um, <laughs> he broke he just had it recently. His back is broken, so I can't really. 
that was the first time we were really going to see Charles Martin in like a legit step up fight. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? What are your thoughts fights. on that matchup? I saw a few of his fights, and you know there wasn't there wasn't no big names that he fought or nothing like that, but. I saw, you know, I like his jab and stuff, but like, now this is going to prove that yeah, Joshua is going to see. Big. When, he, when he fights Joshua, you're going to really find out if he really got something. Yeah. Um, I know he can punch, and I know Joshua's chin is a little questionable. So that mm. that's the, um, you know, kind of the, uh, the, the, the big surprise in that fight, you know, will Joshua's chin hold up when he gets touched? Because we did see him get touched in his last fight. It was a little rocky right. for a few moments. Yeah, that that Dylan yeah, White probably. fight went on pretty long, like seven or eight rounds, if I I remember correctly. That was a pretty competitive fight. It was a good fight for Joshua. So, you know, it'll be interesting. At, at the looking at their respective careers, jo- they're both yeah. pretty young guys. Who yeah. do you think hey. has the more difficult? Who has a better resume? I, I'm going to oh, ask Ryan that question first because I know Ryan uh, you know is what? a consumer. Ryan, who has a better resume? Definitely Charles Martin. It's not even close. Mm. I mean, Charles Martin ran over Joey DeWaco, and Joey DeWaco is better than everybody that uh, uh, Joshua fought. Even White? Even Dylan White? Yeah, better than Dylan White, too. Ooh. I know Joey yeah. had drawn his last fight, but that guy is actually better than his record indicates, and Joey, he had an injury. Joey, right. Joey, Joey, Joey is like probably the best first-round knockout puncher in boxing right now. That, that's how highly I rate Joey's punching ability. Mm. Mm. What's wow. your name about the Wilder fight? Wilder mm. fight? Oh, he's fighting Pavekin? Yeah, yeah. I, I favor Pavekin in that because it's in Russia. And um, mm-hmm. Wilder's just not, not. I don't know. He has lapses in his judgment. Like he he does stuff where he just leaves himself open. And I always see him get tagged with with stupid stuff. And Pavekin hits really hard. So yeah, I don't know. But Chris still laid the blueprint. But it, it, I just don't think the the Russian officials are going to let that happen again. Where Pavekin just just gets hold held the entire time. Plus, you know, Wilder doesn't even hold that much. It's just not his style. Nah. Nah, but right. what if he used, you know, what if he used his jab the way he used it against, uh, you know, when he played when he fought Stevens? Stevens? Yeah. I mean, he he fought Stevens good, but I mean, Stevens kind of shelled up and and rarely came forward. It was just like very little pressure from Stevens. Now he complained that he was dehydrated later on, which is is weird because why why would his weight ever ever be dehydrated? I mean, it's not yeah. like he had to make weight. But um, but, but yes, yeah, Tavares did, did not did, did not look good. But I'm saying if he uses if he uses reach and tag him all day with that jab, he hit pretty hard with that with that jab. It'll be a rough night for him. Yeah, true. It's true, gonna be that, a that's rough. That's definitely what Wilder has going for him. It's gonna be a rough. Yeah. He better use that reach and watch that Klitschko plan. He better lay 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 as we lay. That's what should be his whole strategy for that fight. Because uh, Pavekin yeah, on the end, I don't know. Maybe I'm the wor- I'm the wrong person to ask about this fight because I I complained so much to Ryan and Ismael over the course of the last year or so about the Klitschko Pavekin <laughs> fight, 
and they both had a great time after the fight. I did. So, I did. And, so, and if so the referee had been doing his job, it would have been a better fight. <laughs> I did. I, mean, I yo, did. He, he did. He did do. He did do. Give him back and dirty. I mean, I would have disqualified Fisco. That's how much he held. That was it was disgraceful. But uh, yeah, it would have been a better fight if he didn't hold. Yeah. And then you know, Wilder come with these punch at these weird angles sometimes too. Wilder, he's yeah, an interesting you know, he, he's a little, he's a little kind of wild and unpredictable with his offense, so that that could work out for yeah. him. Yeah, because it's like that punch he hit Spencer with. That was just, like, awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. We are going to pick up uh, somebody. I knew this person was going to be conjured up in the queue because of uh, our last caller. So I'm going to pick up. A, I'm going to put you back in the queue. Keep rocking with us, okay, because I'm going to probably pick you up again. Uh, let me go on and pick this 347 on and put and turn my volume down. Three four seven seven three three. Who is this on with the ruckus with us tonight? You already know who this is, Mike. You know Brooklyn know and Jersey was good. What's Yo, up, Mike? 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 Man, I'm I already know what you're gonna say. I already know. I already know. You calling because let me see. Let me look into the crystal ball like Johnny Carson used to do, and I'm put the envelope to my head. You mm-hmm. calling because Dre K made them comments about Canelo. Fighting the best competition. Am I right? Did I set it up right? In part because you know he didn't win any of them fights. He didn't, he didn't beat Wilder. He didn't beat fucking Trout. So you know he got washed by Mayweather. So you know I might go. I've touched on that at nauseum already. But I was really talking about this the Showtime card in one fight in particular, which I'm not feeling at all, and I'm definitely not feeling this Carl Frampton Leo Santa Cruz fight because why would you go up to 126? And not fight the unified champion one twenty two, which is Riggendale. Ah, that shit. That that shit just amazes me that both of them could just duck Riggendale. You know, Santa Cruz moved up because he can't make weight no more. But when he was at one twenty two, he should have fought Riggendale. Now Carl Frampton is going to do the same shit, and that's boxing fans. Well, we're we're going to get hyped about this fight. I ain't hyped about that shit. Riggendale needs to fight. <laughs> Every time I tell him he got visa problems, he's supposed to fight in, uh, over in, or, over on the pond. He can't get he can't get a fight because of visa problems. And I know, and Ryan's going to kill me. That's all right. You still my boy. Um, his last fight was very underwhelming. I'll admit that it was. It was very underwhelming. But still, he is the unify, the number one guy at 122. Carl Frampton just beat Scott Quigg, so naturally they should be fighting each other. I just don't understand how we're going to get excited for Leo Santa Cruz when his punk ass, he ducked them too. <laughs> I mean, you wow. get excited because you actually expect it to be a good fight rather than, you know, the, the fight to make, you know. it's Look, nobody wants to fight right now. It's, he's partially to blame for this. He just it's, it's a lot of risk with, like, very little reward fighting him. I mean, he doesn't putting, you know, uh, not putting people in seats. He's not selling tickets. No, uh, uh, you know, these cable companies are not lining up to televise his fights. So, I, I mean, well, why why fight him for, for less money when you can take an easier fight for more? That, that, that's all it is, really. And that's a, and that's something within the boxers. I mean, within the boxers themselves. I thought you wanted to be the best. You don't be the best, Bob. <laughs> you know, fighting. 
you fight the best competition. You don't fight the best on fighting less than seller competition. Riga, though, he's the guy at 122. Let me let me channel my best Philly accent. But why would he fight a rig in Dow when he could fight a Salka? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Uh, um, um, oh, that was like half Breadman and half Angel Garcia. <laughs> I did the best I could. You know, I had to take I had to take the West Coast out of it. I couldn't get the West Coast completely out of it. So that was the best I could come up with. That's why they ain't fighting Rigadell. Don't nobody want to catch that fade. So, you know, and as much as I was not caring for Donaire, and Donaire talked all that mess, and then he got mollywopped. At the same time, at least Donaire took the fight. It took a while, and it took some goading, but he took the fight. Yeah. Everybody watched Donaire take that fade, and nobody wants to catch that fade from Rigando. That's why he can't get no fight. It doesn't even matter about Donaire, the style. Do, they don't want to Donaire says, says a rematch is actually in his priorities. Like, I think he says uh, it's a top who? priority, actually. A rematch with Rigando. With who? Yeah, what? He wants revenge. Donaire wants to fight Rigando yeah, again. Go. Yes, he really did that. I'm serious. Hey, um, wait, hold on. Let me listen, get my shit together. Another guy wants to fight Rigdal too. Who? Zolani Tete from 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 Africa. He wants to fight Rigdal. I I truly believe he's he's serious about that. The thing about Zolani is he he recently moved up from 115 pounds, and now he's he's campaigning at, at one one eighteen. Ring now fights in one twenty two. But I, I heard the ring now can come down and wait, uh if if need be. So maybe either a catch weight fight or, or a one eighteen fight. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see what happens. I mean with technically that. I don't think Ring now has a belt at one twenty two anymore. So no no reason to actually fight at the weight class. No reason. So, Mike, looking at the fights on the schedule, on the Showtime schedule, which other of those fights, which fights did you look at and say, ooh, that, that's, that's money. That's money right there. That's some good fights. I like that. Which other I, like the Wilder, I like Wilder Povetkin. You know, we're finally going to see Thurman Porter. Um, you know, I like I, I like Gary Russell Jr. He had the hiccup with Lomachenko, but he seems like he's back on track. I like, I like the Gary Russell fight because I can set up some other fights for him. Uh, between you know mm. one twenty six and thirty, I like that. I mean, you know, Showtime, Showtime, they came out with a bang, and it was funny because I was today, you know, they got the, you know, they showing past the um all the old fights, and I want Ryan, I want your take on this. Do you think Gerald McClellan will beat all these other middleweights today? That was that was one. Oh, yeah. he, he was one of my Definitely. favorites. Definitely, like everybody except like Triple G. Like I can see it going out of the way. But everybody else, I, I say, yeah, like, I wouldn't even, like, you know, second guess it. Ryan, I need a sound clip of you saying, because this is the worst middleweight vision, uh, middleweight division <laughs> since the Pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. This is the worst middleweight division since the Great Depression and we were on bread line. This wow. is the worst wow. middleweight division since the bombs were dropped on Hiroshima. I mean, these are all true statements, but uh, that's not what I said. (laughs) 
So, yeah, that's what we got. Well, you know what? Since you brought up uh, Thurman Porter, Mike Money, did you have a chance to, and Ryan, you might have been at work, so you might not have got it. Did, did either of you gentlemen, you fine gentlemen, happen to catch the, the Sean Porter sparring stream that was oh, on? I did, I, did, I did catch that. The exhibition with the Leonardo yes. Tyron? Yes. Yep, I, I I I watched the beginning of it anyways. I, I couldn't watch all you know the full thing. It's too long. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was legit fine. They, they were they were they were really knocking up in there. What do you what do you think about that? You know, for in most traditionally, or at least from what I know, people don't really show their sparring. Like you know, when you get into your real deal sparring, there's no cameras in the gym. What do you what do you think about a fighter televising their sparring? Well, uh, you know, he was looking forward to fighting Keith Thurman, like, around the same time, but Keith had an injury, so he just kind of wanted to keep keep himself in the public light, you know, keep attention mm-hmm. on him, uh, maybe more goodwill on his behalf going, going into, you know, their eventual fight. And, uh, you know, I guess fighters, you know, they, they also get, you know, anxious to fight. You know, you, you do all that training, it's like, you know, you want to use it for something, so... I mean, it's not you know the, the 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 big fight that he wanted, but at least he at least he got some fight you know out there, and he said it was it was a good way for him to um, start fresh for for this next training camp. Like he just he all that training like he wanted to use it for something. So hey, you know, it's, it's, and Mike, stay busy. Mike, as a consumer, is that something you would want to see more of in the future? Instead of having like these full telecasts that are big budget or whatever, whether they're on Bounce TV or what. As a consumer, could you see yourself at home tuning in to watch something like that, like an uh, exhibition, like that of, of talent? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely as a consumer because, you know, we're all connoisseurs of boxing. We love we love um, boxing on, very, um, on varying degrees. And so something like that, of course, uh, as a consumer, I would love to see it because it's, you know, just like, I mean, similar, you look at your podcast, you give a fresh – and um, a fresh take on the sport of boxing. You you guys do things that other podcasts don't do. You keep things fresh and exciting. So something like that, an extradition uh, of sparring, like was so important that, of course, it's just like a a new a new spin on why we love the sport of boxing. And I'll, of course, it's a tune. I'm gonna watch it. So um, yeah, definitely, I like that. You know what was the most fun about watching the sparring was? I mean, this, the sparring was cool and all that. The most fun for me was watching it on Facebook and watching not only the comments from the people who were tuned into it, but watching which fighters were logging on to watch it. You know, if you're on Facebook and you have a lot of fighters in your friends list, Facebook likes to tell on you. So when you log in to watch these live streams, it tells you who is joining the stream to watch. And, you know, I just kept an eye to see on, on it to see who was coming on and, Danny Garcia logged in to watch it. Ishe Smith logged in to watch it. You know, a lot of fighters who say they don't pay attention to certain things, they sure were watching that damn exhibition match. They should have just went on to the ring. If I was Keith Thurman, I would have went. I would have went, but, you know, sat ringside, you know, had my hair down and everything. But, you know, that's just me. I'm a troll. So, I don't know. Keith should have went. I would have dropped him off. That would have been kind of dope. That would have been pretty funny. So, you know, we'll probably see uh, more of that in the future. Well, Mike, I'm going to put you in a queue. Don't hang up because we are going to go on to some other topics. Ryan, 
what shall we move on to? Shall we get right into the news? Because, I mean, there's really not a whole lot out there. Do you want to jump into the news? I actually have a lot of news, honestly. Let's do it. Let's right, bring so it. I, let's start with the, um, the stuff that immediately happened after the last show. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like Antonio Margarito and Ramon Inocente Alvarez, who is the, the older brother of Saul Canelo Alvarez, they're looking mm-hmm. at fighting each other in July. They'll probably be, you know, in Mexico on um, either Televisa or, or Azteca. One, one of those, I'm not sure. But it's just a decent fight. I, actually, I think that'll be in Azteca. So I guess we get to see if Margarito really is, is better than his last performance indicated when he got knocked down by Jorge Pais Jr. That, it, was, it was a bad look. So, you know, Margarito he should pop his eyeball back fight. into his head like the Terminator. Just pick it up and pop it back on it. Yeah, um, so we'll see. Uh, maybe by the promotions, they add lightweight contender Sharif Bozeray to their stable. Uh, Bozeray, mm-hmm. he had that win over Ray Beltran back in the day, and then uh, he lost... Is his world title um, try against Richard Abril, who, who's also recently back. He's, he's with the Bella Entertainment now. So, yeah. T- <laughs> That's what Bob Gray going to start coming out to now that he's with the money. <laughs> the money team. But, yeah, you know, Bob Gray, he's, he's a decent lightweight. Like, the lightweight division not really that good right now, so I would still rate him in the top ten. Uh Dennis Lebedev and Victor Ramirez were added to the Deontay Wilder Alexander Perfecting card, which is going to be May 21st in Moscow. Showtime is televising the, the Wilder Perfecting fight. I'm not sure if they're going to show Lebedev Ramirez. That's going to be a cruiserweight unification fight, which should be pretty good. But, you know, hard to get cruiserweights on TV in this country, especially on mm-hmm. Showtime. Mm-hmm. Now, as, as mentioned earlier, uh, former two-division world champion and Former top 10 pound-for-pound boxer Celestino Caballero was arrested this past Thursday, caught with 10 kilos of cocaine in his car during a traffic stop. Mm. Five kilos mm. were found in the trunk, hidden inside a toolbox, while the other five were found in a plastic bag. The street value mm. of the bus is reportedly $600,000. Caballero was alone in the vehicle and did not resist um, officers. The arrest was has caused Caballero to lose his job as the WBA's deputy director for the Committee for Integral Development and Security of Boxers. Hey, that's what the WBA calls the position. Don't don't shoot the messenger. Caballero admits to the crime, but he won't implicate any uh, anyone else involved. So he's potentially facing between eight to twelve years in prison. It would definitely be reduced if you just ratted somebody out, but uh, I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's not snitching. So, prayers for Caballero. He all right. His family. He taking. He taking that. Uh, he taking that. That bid. Nah, his family right, uh, laced uh, up. His wife. His wife probably like. His wife's probably shopping right now. Yeah, this is probably true. Probably true. Yeah. Anyways, he's taking um, that bid. Um, cruiserweight. Champion Gregory Prosed. He was stripped of the WBC Cruiserweight title because he got injured with his left hand, and he's not going to be able to fight Junior Macabre for, for a long time. So Macabre will now go on to fight Tony Bellew for the vacant title. And um, there might be a rematch between Ebert Troy Nofsky and uh, Cesar Quenza on that card. 
they'll be fighting for the IBF and IBO super lightweight titles. Right. Donna Stevenson has a couple <laughs> options for June 4th. One is Edwin Rodriguez. The other is Lita Alvarez. Uh, rematch with um, Andre Fanfara was ruled out because they could not agree to the, the money. Um, this has happened in a lot of Steve's negotiations. Uh, he wants to pay people less than they want to take. So uh, it just, I'm not sure who's to blame there. But, yeah, Adonis Stevenson is slowly becoming irrelevant, even though he is the linear light heavyweight champion. It is what it is. It is what it is. Oh, I don't have my, I am the champ. I don't have that sound anymore. Oh, well. Anyways, Zara Glasgow, his knee surgery went well, but he'll still need like 10 months of rehabilitation. Um, mm. Over the weekend, David Lemieux, he was supposed to come back against James De La Rosa, but it got canceled when David came in at 165.6 pounds. Um, the catch weight was supposed to be 163 pounds. So now they got Lemieux seeing the doctor and the nutritionist. He don't need to see no damn nutritionist. He needs to go to Weight Watchers. What the hell? Like he got an affliction that's preventing him from losing weight. Stop drinking. Stop eating so much. Yeah. Start camp earlier. Right. Yeah, pretty God. much. So, also over the week, Miguel Bridgeselt, he was given the interim WBO Super Featherweight title to the George Jupp. He was supposed to have a full world title fight with Rocky Martinez, but Martinez claimed injury like a week before the fight, and they just had to move one of this. He might fight Martinez, I think, in July now. Uh, I think I heard Madison Square Garden. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, Rocky mm. was was looking forward to a rematch with Orlando Salido until this WBO mandatory came up, and now uh, Salido's fighting Francisco Vargas, which is a great fight. I think that's happening in June. <laughs> that Judas comeback did not happen. Mm, it was shocking. canceled yet again. <laughs> I think that was the fourth shocking. time he got canceled. So he did not I fight Josh Torres on, on Saturday, and. The, the downtown Las Vegas event center has uh, finally given up on rescheduling. So they're, they're reimbursing all ticket sales. So that, I guess that's just it for that. It just, it's called it a day. It's a wrap. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, the fights that the Showtime's announced lately, um, some ones that, that weren't already news to people were Badu Jack versus Lucian Butte with James Miguel mm. versus Porky Medina or, and the co-feature. So, I mean, the idea there is to have the winners face each other, which is, you know, probably Jack versus Miguel. And that that would be the top two super movies in the world fighting each other, considering that Andre Ward is, is gone. That's going to be on mm. April 30th. And then we got Ruslan Pravonikov versus John Melinda Jr. on June 11th, which is the... Epitome of Bloody. caveman versus caveman in the ring. No uh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be oh brutal. Oh, my God. It's yeah, really going to be brutal. Like, don't, don't, don't expect a lot of finesse and, and technique and all, all the nuances of the sweet science. You're just going to see two, two, two guys beating the crap out of each other. A lot of blood. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be so amazing. That, that, it's just going to be... <laughs> Me, John, you, Ruslan. That's what that's going to look like. My God. 
It's going to be blo- a bloody-ass mess. Then um, later that month, Abner Mars is got he's finding his his Quayar. Uh, Quayar replaces Fernando Montiel. Montiel mm. was not happy about that. <laughs> like they they got him against some undefeated prospect now instead. He was he really got stiffed on that one. He was going to fight uh, <laughs> uh, Mars, but uh, you know Thurman pulled out because of injury. So next time Mars sees Thurman walking down the street, he might might catch a fate. <laughs> yep. 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 Not Mars and Montiel. Next time Montiel sees Thurman. Does that make sense? Also, also on April 30th, um, we have that Victor Ortiz Andre Berto rematch on, on Fox. It's going to be a PBC on Fox card. So you, you have that, and then you have the Showtime card with um, Badu Jack and, and Lucian Butte later on. Heyman. Heyman's just, he, he's packing April 30th for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, at least at least because it's you know two two Heyman cars that they 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 coordinate time. So like one event is over, the other one starts. Whereas if it was HBO and Showtime going head to head, they would put it on the exact same time, which is just asinine. Like you know, we're boxing fans. We don't care that you're HBO or your Showtime. We want to watch boxing. Like right. putting them on at the same time. Obviously, we can't watch both. I agree. It's ridiculous, and then no one wins, and then no one makes any money because. You have to choose. Damn. Kumbaya, people. A little kumbaya. Be fucking nice. As our friend Lou would say. Be fucking nice. It's not that hard. (laughs) So, uh, like I talked about last show, um, former WA president Gilberto Mendoza Sr., he he was in bad health, and he has now officially passed away this past Friday. Mm. Lost his battle to cancer, and... uh, Mm. Some prominent figures such as WA featherweight champion Antonio Esparagosa, promoter Gary Shaw, and current WBA president Gilberto Mendoza Jr. Um, spoke at his wake on Sunday. Mm. So he will be missed. Rest in peace. He was president for three decades. Um, wow. And and it kind of I don't know what kind of news this is, but it, it's interesting. Rod Falco is apparently running for Congress in his home state of Pennsylvania. Say that again. Okay. <laughs> say that, say that again. Is, is, is running for Congress in Pennsylvania. That's what I said. Say that again. <laughs> oh, man. You gotta. You better vote for him. You better vote for him. Who's he running against? Danny Garcia? Uh, Who's he running for? <laughs> I I think he's really unopposed right now, um, but but then he looks like another election after that. We need to get him on the show again. Do you know, listeners? True story. If you're listening to the show, until recently, um, until the Keith Thurman show where we had Thurman, you know, showing out and playing instruments and whatnot. No kidding, our highest rated show ever in the whole time that we've done the ruckus was a show that Rod Salka was on. Rod Selka and Shannon Briggs. That was our highest rated show. I don't know what the hell was with you guys and, and Rod Salka. And I have to admit, when he came on the show with us, he sounded good. He sounded confident. He had a real strategy. He just was small as shit compared to Danny <laughs> Garcia. Man, I wish I lived in Philly. I'd vote for him. Y'all get out there. If you live in the Philly area, you go no, out there and you vote for him. You definitely, if you're in Philadelphia, you can't vote for him. Like, he's, he's like way out west. Oh, 
Okay, well, Philadelphia, if you got friends way out where he lives, tell them to go vote for Rod Salka or write Ryan in. Ryan, you want to be the congressman from that area? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, well, if you weigh out in the cut, y'all go vote for Rod Salka. But, uh, speaking of politics, Mike Tyson has endorsed Donald Trump for president. That's... This really happens. Foxy Brown, too. Not even Mike Tyson's children agree with him. <laughs> oh my! Mike's a character. Mike, every I want to root for Mike. You know, I like Mike. I got nothing but love for him. But come on now. I mean, I I get it. Everyone in this country back. is free to vote. I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. I don't know. Maybe Donald the Donald assured him that he could eat someone's children after this. Why, 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 why? I'm not telling people who to vote for, but uh, you really want to put this hate-mongering bastard in the office? My God, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm telling you who not to vote for and don't vote for Donald Trump. Eh, eh, but Mike Tyson, Foxy Brown, why do you think Foxy? That's a whole nother show. Maybe I'll do another show about that. But Mike Tyson, yes, he is. he, He riding with Donald Trump. You know the uh, my my show with uh, Alan Swire, the Uppercut show. He got into a whole tizzy with the I think it's the New Jersey Boxing Hall of Fame. I still got to do the follow up show on that, where the California Boxing Hall of Fame has broken ties with the New Jersey Boxing Hall of Fame because they voted Donald Trump as their into the Hall of Fame or something like that. It caused a huge rift between California and this other. Boxing Hall of Fame, and one of their members was calling me a shill because I let Alan on the show to air out, air them out. I told them they could come on the show too, but yeah, don't vote for Donald Trump. You can vote for <laughs> who you want, but don't vote for him. Carry on. All right. Um, you know, your favorite show, The Fight Game with Jim Lampley, is just, just coming on. Uh, right yeah. Now. That's why we're doing the show. <laughs> Who watches that bullshit? Oh. I'm sorry. With uh, all due no. respect, that it's, show is trash. It's pretty bad. And I'll, I'll, I Terrible. just saw it today that he's, he's apparently bringing on another pretty blonde woman to talk boxing who I've never seen before. Me? Oh, one you haven't seen before. I said, I got the job. Yeah, blonde, I, I feel said like that. Yeah, woman. I got the job. Blonde woman. What, what, what did you oh, become blonde? Not me. I might. You know, I might. But, uh, you okay, know, they, okay. HBO white, caught me with that check. Blonde. I might. I mean, hey, little Kim did it. HBO called me with that check. I might be. I just might be. Wow. Wow. Take a shot to little Kim now. Man, little Kim Kim and and Michelle Beadle, the same color. They could put little Kim on this show. (laughs) So who is this this lovely woman that they're replacing her with? Oh, let me see. I um. Like where blonde women can talk boxing. All I need is to be. All I gotta do Melissa is be white Stark. woman to be on the podcast. That's Melissa it. Stark. Who's yeah, that? I have no idea who Melissa Stark is. Who? Apparently she's gonna be talking. Melissa Stark. Like. Who? <laughs> did, she, did she play Stark. a sport? Did she play a sport? I've never seen her talk boxing a day in her life. Did she has she covered any sports? I think she's done NFL commentary. 
So, you know, so, you know, the man, so Christina Poncher wasn't available. I mean, I know I'm available. I'm not blind, but right. I could put it, I can yeah. get a weave. I, I'm so, available. Right. Right. Hell, Michelle Phelps is available. Um, Michelle Rosado is available. Um, the uh, Claudia Trey host is available. So, but, you know, all these women are available, but we're going to go get a woman who ain't never covered boxing in her life. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe, uh, you know, have some desires with these women, and that's why they're on the show, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. They just won't let Other us to be great. Other news. The WBC mm. has apparently implemented a zero tolerance, zero tolerance yes. policy for rabbit punches. But yes. I'm, I'm confused about it because they're still <laughs> going to do multiple warnings followed by point deductions before there is a disqualification. I mean, if if you wait that long to disqualify somebody for having punches, the damage is already done. Then it's not you still have a pretty cologne situation by then. Exactly. It only takes one. I mean, it, right. Maybe Pritchard, maybe Pritchard wins that fight, but he still is, you know, in a coma afterwards. So. Exactly. Hell, ironically, in a uh, Berto Ortiz, which was a WBC fight, uh, I think Ortiz rabbit punched rabbit punched Berto in that fight. Ironically. Yeah. So we'll. Yeah. Uh, rabbit punch is pretty common. Like even like Muhammad yeah. Ali used to rabbit punch people all the time. I'm convinced all fighters rabbit punch, even if it's not intentional. It happens. So what about yeah, okay? So true. how do you how do you execute the rules? Let's say you've got a fighter who consistently puts their head down like uh or their head gets pushed down and mm-hmm. a wild looping punch catches them in the back do you still consider that a rabbit yeah. punch and do you get warned and you know how do you facilitate that type of situation um, it, it, that's a good question because all i know is when, whenever i'm the shorter guy and i'm you know bobbing and weaving to get under punches i always get in the back of the head it, it, you know i don't think they're trying to do it but it's just it's going to happen if you're going to if you're going to get your head below your opponent you're eventually going to get hit in it there's no way around it. <laughs> Our man Mike Money said they need to institute institute a damn zero tolerance policy for boxers missing weight. <laughs> I ain't mad uh, at you, Mike. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, I see people in my <laughs> timeline are watching the fight game. Lampley says Crawford versus Postal is the one that fight fans won at one forty. Okay. Well, it is the fight between the top two guys. Exactly. So, yeah. I ain't watching it, though. I'm watching my timeline. The fight game will not be getting my ratings. No, you won't. No, you won't. So, back to... Um, Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me bitch about the fight game a little bit more. Didn't the fight game used to come out on Tuesdays? Hold, hold on. They did. They really did. They used to come on. Yeah, that's right. When we did the Rocks on Tuesdays, they came on Tuesdays. Yeah, you see how they trolling us? Wow. They really changed the same day to us. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. They trolling, man. They making sure. They said, oh, no, you you know what? We couldn't offer you the job. You're doing your podcast at the same time. I said, I know. (laughs) I know. I know. That's crazy. I didn't even think of Mm -hmm. that until now. They trolling. They trolling us. Oh well. Back to the news. Back to some real boxing news. 
Yeah, so like I said, boxes is messing up outside the ring. Twenty and old Jamie Cox, who's rated number four by the WBO at super middleweight, he was found guilty of assaulting his ex girlfriend after breaking into her flat. You know, he's over in the mm. UK. So they call the houses flats over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, incriminating texts and phone calls are, were found, and uh, he's due to be sentenced next month. A shame. A shame. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, something to be said for these uh, brain health studies. A lot of that could be attributed, a lot of this behavior could be attributed to that as well. So, what's up with that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, you're right about I'm that. Uh, that was that was um a big part of that that movie concussion, which was most mm-hmm. most of the night nominated for and they throw the shit out of them at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Please Chris Rock did. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the main boxing. Oh, also Paul Williams. He's he's um he's coming back to boxing but he's gonna be a trainer now. He has a junior middleweight prospect, Justin Deloach. That's going to be his first fighter. And Deloach is fighting the 16-0 Dylan Cook on March 25th. That's a showbox card. I'm not sure if that fight's televised, but since Paul Williams is there, I'm, I'm positive there will be an interview with Paul at some point during the broadcast. Oh, good for him. He has such a good attitude, and he sticks with it. As I continue my live trolling of the fight game, they're announcing apparently their top five guys. At number five is Crawford, then number four is Canelo, and then number three is Kovalev. At number two is Golovkin. So I'm imagining Roman Gonzalez is number one. Super. Yep, number one. Yeah, he is. Okay, that's a good list. I remember I did want to watch the fight game this time only because they had Kathy Duva on the show. They're doing a profile on her. Shout out to Kathy Duva, who has been a guest of the ruckus. She's been on here like twice, right? We've had Kathy Duvon. I know at least once, but I'm, I want to say yeah. she's been on here twice. So shout out to I Kathy Duva. And shout okay, out so to, uh, what you call it, Tom Leffler. They come on the show and rock with us. This is apparently why um, this new woman is on the show. She's interviewing the, the women for main events. Um, they still could have got Christina Poncher to do it. Yeah, yeah, they could have. They could have got somebody who actually does this about it, but it is what it is. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, well, hey, yeah. Shout out to Kathy Duva and them for getting their shine. So that's pretty cool. I like that. That's about it. So what? None of the interview main events. And maybe this seems to have gotten a lot more attention since they, you know, had Sergey Kovalev in their stable. But my question is, yeah. are they relevant outside of Sergey Kovalev? You know, who who else do they have that's going to keep them in the limelight on HBO and all that kind of stuff? No one. Here's what's really good. You know, I was watching a video that uh, my girl Michelle Phelps put on um, Behind the Gloves. She went up to Big Bear and she was talking to Sullivan Barrera, who's trained by Abel Sanchez, who is also signed to main events, and he's going to be fighting against Andre Ward. Now, they're already doing that same thing that they're doing where it's pretty much a guarantee that 
Ward Kovalev will be the next fight. But if I'm Sullivan Barrera, who's also on main events, I'm feeling a little shitted on because my promoter yeah. is pretty much overlooking me. You know, it's one thing for the yep. fans to overlook you, but your promoter is overlooking you. That's, that's to me, that's disrespectful. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's that's cold. That's cold game. <laughs> it is a little messed up. It is. Right about that. You know, I, I, I mean. I want my promoter to be saying, you know, uh, word. That, 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 while while before the fight's happening, they should be saying, you know, Ward against Kovalev uh, is not even going to happen because Barrera's going to win. That's that's, exactly. that's how they should be promoting. That's what a promoter does. Exactly. But instead, you know, we've got the fight coming up with uh, Barrera and, and Ward in a couple weeks. Talks are still full steam ahead to for for fall for Ward against Kovalev. Um, what about the guy you got? I absolutely agree. I would be out there beating the drum of Sullivan Barrera. Like, we are going to be that machine that stops Andre Ward because he's never fought at light heavyweight and we don't feel he's a full heavyweight. And he is not getting this fight against Kovalev. We're going to keep it in the house and keep all the money. Mwah, ha, 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 ha. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Yeah. That is not it. Cold game. See how you promoter doing? That's your promoter. Y'all have the same promoter. Cold. That's cold. Mm-mm. <sighs> Sullivan Barrera. Poor guy. Excuse I like man, Sullivan Barrera. Um, nice guy. Uh, uh, Curtis Stevens, is, is he still a pro fighter? I mean, uh, they got a fight for him yet. <laughs> Did he retire? Curtis I'm, just, I'm curious. I'm just wondering. Did he retire? Yeah, I mean, Curtis is... Curtis want to fight? I mean, remember, Curtis came on the show and said that he ain't getting no fights because they saw him sparring with Canelo, and as a result, he is not getting any fights because uh, Golden Boy is scared of him. So he can't get any fights. Main events has been pretty adamant about their lack of wanting to do business with anything associated with Al Heyman. So, you know, what's a brother to do? He come on and rock with us. We ain't making him no money, but he can come on the show and rock with us. He got time. So I don't know. What what do you do with Curtis Stevens, you know? In know. in terms of middleweight, I don't know. Should they go on and try to make the fight with Gabe in um like a regular boxing platform? They did the 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 BKB thing, but right. in terms of that, you know what is what else is there for him at middleweight? Because Lou DiBella had all those middleweights for a while, but Lou DiBella is pretty entrenched. I mean, he won't he he'll say not. He's pretty firmly entrenched. Uh, Antoine Douglas, uh, 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 Kurtzai, Kurtzai versus Stevens. That that's a good fight. Ooh, ooh, that's an explosive fight, man. That that dude Kurtzai. Apparently, you know, talk about him. You're from Philly. Apparently, this guy is legendary around Philly for just whooping ass. You know, are you familiar with him? And your, in your I friends? I have not seen him. I have not seen him in action here. Like when he's been here, I, I haven't been there to see him spar. But I I just know him as a fighter, and the guy is just relentless. <laughs> I've never, yeah. never seen somebody go toe to toe with him and survive. Just never. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like, that kid. The only, only, only person I would expect to do that is honestly Golovkin. Like the rest of them, I, I expect to back up. I expect Canelo to back up. I expect uh, Lemieux to back up. I don't expect anybody to be able to stand right with him. Mm. What about um? Maybe that's an idea. What about Curtis Stevens versus David Lemieux? Curtis makes weight, though. Yeah, I think they tried. 
that fight already, and Lemieux turned it down. I don't blame him. <laughs> you know, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt is small, but that's a that's a rough kid. That, that that's a rough kid. Brooklyn, I mean, Brooklyn people, rough. Look at all the people who came from Brownsville, Shannon Briggs, Mike Tyson. All those people are from his hood. So I don't know. Maybe I ought to send my daughter up there so she can learn how to fight. But anyway, so yeah, that's all I got. You got any more news? I'm sitting here watching the timeline, and everybody apparently is watching the fight game and um, this whole thing with uh, Lampley and Kathy Duva. Lampley says Kathy Duva has mad respect from all of us. Jim Lampley said mad respect from all of <laughs> Jim, stop appropriating. But anyway, okay. um, it is what it is. Well, let's see. Action this weekend here in Philadelphia. Jesse Hart is fighting Deshaun Johnson Friday. This will be his third fight in Philadelphia. In the heart of the city. Ain't no yes, When I interviewed Jesse as a media day the other week, he said, you know, this is it. Like, after this, he is the mandatory for the WBL Super Middleweight title. And he is, he is mm. the WBL assured him that he was going to get his title shot. So, Vic, uh, Good who for is, him. Gil- Gilberto Ramirez is fighting Arthur Abraham. And of course, mm-hmm. one's that, they have to fight Jesse, apparently. Um, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I try to tell Jesse, look, man, just because you're the mandatory, these, these, these guys, they they go back on their words. So I'm, I'm not fully confident this is really what happened, but he says, you know, that's what was uh, guaranteed now. I like Jesse Hart. Also, a past guest of the Ruckus. Good guy, very very good guy. Was also very good sport when we pranked him. So, and also shout out to Mike Reed who is on that card as well. Looks like he got a stay busy fight. Who has also been a frequent guest of the Ruckus. So, if you are in, actually that fight is sold out. I believe it's either sold out or there's yeah. only standing room, only space available. So, good job, right. Philly. Right. Good this job, shout out to Bam. Like they, they, you can really only fit like less than two thousand people in there. So. Mm-hmm. When you watch fights in there, there's no bad seat. Like You can see the fights very well pretty much from anywhere. That's great. That's pretty cool. Are you going to be in the house for that one? I would be, but I'm working. Ah. Well, our guy, Daryl Cobb, will be in the house um, taking some stellar, stellar shots. Shout out to him, too. He does great, great work. Also going on this weekend in Mexico City on Telemundo, Alejandro Hernandez versus Isao Carranza is headlining a card on Telemundo. Your thoughts on this card, Ryan? Uh, Telemundo cards are <laughs> they, <laughs> not worth a lot. What, what can I say? They, they're fun sometimes, but... It just at the end of the day, these, 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 whoever wins in these doesn't really go on to do big things. Mm. Well, there it is. There you have it. Uh, but but also have, what oh. I'm hearing is this Al Hamer is about to take over the network. Is he? Yeah. So it, it might be a change to coming. Change going to come. That's where they're going to send Broner and Broner moves to feel thing. <laughs> also coming up this <laughs> oh, week. I would love it. Could you imagine coming to Damas y Caballeros? Al Pelador Adrian El Problemo Browner. 
Cardi B studio Telemundo. I can't wait. Featuring your boy AB. It's AB on Telemundo because I'm fan. I'm for all the fans. Yes, yes, you are. Also happening this weekend from Cancun, Mexico, Alejandra Jimenez versus Martha Salazar. I used to work with a Martha Salazar. I don't think it's the same one, though. So the women are headlining a card in Cancun this weekend. So female, oh, they're heavyweights. Ooh, I've never seen a female heavyweight fight before. Damn, I wish yeah, I could see that. It, it, it's, it's not pretty. Sometimes it's fun. I can't, I don't pretty. imagine it would. Two, two chicks, let me see. What's the heavyweight minimum? A hundred and what, 80? I think, hold on, let's see. I think they started heavyweight after super middleweight. Because I don't think there's a lot of heavyweight division anymore. So yeah, okay. Super middle is 168. So, I mean, just shit. I mean, just some chicks over, over 170, unless they're just like some linebackers. Man, that's going to look like like well, me fighting I'm one saying, of my I, friends. I, I wish I could see I, I've, right? seen, I've seen some of them like still like well over 200 pounds, like like 250 and stuff. Man, let me start. I'm going to start boxing. I bet you I'll get me a WBA belt. <laughs> I'll fight a heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, I'll fight. I'll fight. Why not? You if you train to fight, you fight in the middle. if you train in the fight, you crazy. <laughs> if if I started if I if I started training to fight, I probably would not last very long at heavyweight because I'd get all fanatical about it and I'd probably end up like campaigning at like middleweight or I'd probably drop a bunch of weight. But I don't know. The minute somebody hit me in my face, that would be the end of the fight. I could probably take the body shots, but. You hit me in my face, I'm too vain for all that. So, no, nah, boxing me, I'll just stick to my Twitter fingers and all that. But if you're in Cancun, go check it out, get your margarita, and go watch the fight. And it looks like that's about it. Some other cards over, something in Finland, something in Romania. If we have listeners there, go to the fight. It's a European lightweight title fight in uh, Bucharest, Romania. Go over there and see Alexander Miss Kurt. Chin versus Muriel Simeon. I just wanted to say the name. So that's it. That is it for well, Friday. It. That, well, oh, that's it for oh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Okay. And on Saturday on Unamas, we've got, wow, we've got Juan yes. Diaz versus Fernando Garcia, but Mike Alvarado, the Mike Alvarado? Yes. yes. Is that the, the, the Mike the Alvarado? Dope, yes, the dope fiend Mike Alvarado. He's back. Wow. Mike Alvarado. Man, I wonder if his piss is going to test good. Mike Alvarado is uh, in the co-feature of this card against Saul Corral on Unamas from Houston. Interesting. Interesting. So if you're in Houston, go see. You know, get some meth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what well, I'm most interested in is Juan Diaz. Like, he's, he's in about year year 97 of his comeback. And he's not oh. funny, buddy. <laughs> I'm just wondering when it's finally going to happen. I don't know. He he chipping away at that debt little by little because he's probably going to get like ten racks for this fight. So you know he give two to the trainer. He take home about a rack. Put that on the visa. And get ready for the next one. Hey, so, I just hope Top Rank doesn't like feed him to somebody. But you know who I like to fight because I think who? I think he would beat him if they if they had him fight Felix Verdejo. I still think he'd be Verdejo right now. Really? Felix yeah. Verdejo got to fight somebody. You can only fight so many hairdressers. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's cute, and I know they want to make him Tito, but Tito fought people, so they need for him to fight right. somebody. But he is cute. Yeah. Wepa. That is a fight that I would like to see. 
Also this weekend from Atlantic City, New Jersey, Thomas Lamana is uh, in the main event with Tommy Rain one in the co-main feature. I swear to God, it seemed like, don't it seem like Thomas Lamana fights like every month? It seems like every time yeah, I turn around, I'm getting he, a press release he, he, with he's Thomas Lamana on a card. Busy, and uh, Tommy Rain one. I'm cheering for Tommy Rain one, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm cheering for Tommy Rain one because when I went to Vegas for Canelo Cotto, Tommy Rain one brought me a coffee. So just on that alone, and if you don't know how bad I wanted that coffee, that man brought me a coffee. You don't know me from Adam, but he brought me a coffee. And for that reason, I hope he wins every fight he's ever in. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy Rainwood, forever and ever. I, oh. I hope he went. I don't care if he's fighting a parking ticket. I want him to win every fight he's ever in in his life because I needed that coffee that morning. So God bless him. So. So also on this card is Isaiah Seldon. And a uh, cool thing about Isaiah Seldon, well, not, not so cool, but just interesting. I was at his last fight where he lost to, to Lee Cam Byfield. That was back 2013. Mm. I interviewed him before the fight. Like So, mm. like, we we were, like, talking about, like, you know, his future, this and that. And then he went on to lose the fight, and then he, he apparently retired. It was just, it was like, wow, like, I'm. Glad I interviewed him before, not after. <laughs> right, you know, tell him you're a guy again. So yeah, this he he's been out of the ring for three years. Wow, fighting wow. Michael Mitchell. Mm. Wow, this is a cool little card. You know, if you're in in, in LA, if you in the mood to travel to Atlantic City, go on over there. It's probably pretty reasonable too, because from what I hear, Atlantic City's pretty dead now. So. Gone over there, Daryl yeah. Bunting. Daryl Bunting, has he been on the show yeah, with us? Yeah, yeah. No, why would Daryl to be on the show? I followed him in my last fight. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's where I know the name. That's where I know the name from. I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah, I hope Daryl Bunting get his ass beat. Daryl ain't winning. Daryl Bunting getting that work. Actually, you know what? Um, guess what? Uh, Jesse Hart, um, he was at my fight with Daryl Bunting, and after mm. after he saw the fight, he used they called in Daryl Bunny to be a sparring partner for him in his training camp, and uh, I think he said he he stopped him, and then uh, Daryl didn't come back after that. Hmm. See, Jesse, Jesse yeah. he's merciless in sparring. Like he he will really stop you. Like he, he don't give a fuck. Like he'll, he'll stop you even if he has to pay you for the sparring. <laughs> we ain't we ain't caring for Daryl. Daryl losing. Come on, Daryl Watkins. Daryl versus Daryl. Come on, Daryl Watkins. You're going to win this fight. Also happening no, this but, weekend. Daryl's a nice guy, though. I mean, he's just delusional if he thinks he beat me. That's just that's just not, not reality. But uh, other than that, yeah, I hope he does well. All right. From South Africa, from Kempton Park, Hickey Butler versus Byron Rojas for 12 rounds for Butler's WBA straw weight title. We should have had Doug That's Fisher on this segment to talk about that. That's probably the best fight this weekend. Oh, okay. I don't know where you would watch it or how you would watch it, but that's going on in <laughs> South Africa. So if you got the plug, then hey, that's the fight of the weekend. Oh, Hopefully while Ryan is Oh, they, yeah, I forgot, I forget about them that they actually show stuff. And then also if you're in Copenhagen, Denmark, Mickey Nelson versus Merkel Largetti. I like his name. It looks like spaghetti. So that is the fight 
roundup for this weekend. Ryan is looking to see if Hecky Butler's mm-hmm. fight is going on. I saw there was an wow. article on it on boxing scene. Did they have anything? No, uh, I'm not no? seeing television outlet. Like maybe being sports will show something. Uh, I know it's probably on Super Sport in, in South Africa, but uh, if, if we pick out Super Sport, it will either be through Box Nation or it will be through being sports. Or or maybe AWE, but AWE definitely not because they would have announced it by now. All right. Well, cool. Well, there you have it. That is the um, – we've gone through the news. We've gone through the fight schedule for the weekend. Before we wrap it up for the night, Mr. Bivens, do you have any closing thoughts for – the good of the order. Um, you know, uh, April Fools, Adrian Broner's fighting Ashley Theofan, <laughs> and I think the best April Fools prank would to not tune in. If if, <laughs> if, if there was absolutely zero people uh, that watched the fight on TV, I think that would be the, the greatest possible April Fools joke because the fight is a joke. And I think we should uh, treat it accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to All In Boxing. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram, that dude is dope. His latest creation was uh, Adrian Broner on a Walmart bag. So follow All In Boxing on Instagram. That man is so uh, talented. Uh, he, he moved in anonymity. The crap he pulled in Walmart was just straight disrespectful. I just I, this kid just has no class. Absolutely no class. You don't need no change. Why the hell is your ass in Walmart anyway? Then Get the hell out of here fuck out of here but at any rate yeah shout out to all in boxing i know what you look like now you think i didn't know who you were at the media day i know who you look up i know who you are now for you know because all in boxing never shows his face because he's out you know always putting his art all over the city but i know what he looks like now (laughs) so yeah follow him on instagram he's dope Okay, everybody, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to us rambling and clowning around and having fun. But like the, you know, the olden days, shout out to Mike Money, Dre K, and our, our, our listener from Louisiana. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for, thank you, Ismael, for holding us down on Twitter. We'll be back on Friday. Well, I'll be back on Friday with Michelle with the Morning Punch-In show. So make sure you tune into that on Friday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Ryan and I, and probably Michelle, too, will be back next Wednesday with another installment of The Ruckus. I think we have another uppercut show with Alan Swire. I'm trying to get him and the old boy from New Jersey Boxing Hall of Fame that they're beefing with, trying to get them to go head-to-head on the show. I'm pretty sure they're going to do it, and that's going to be fine listening. So make sure you tune in that. Please, 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 please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can go to badculture.net, click the icon that's black and it says badculture.net on the right column. It will take you to the YouTube page. Please hit subscribe. My child's future depends upon it. So make sure you subscribe. Visit badculture.net and thanks for listening in and have a great night. And I still don't like the fight game. This is Harold Letterman, and thank you for listening to Bad Culture Radio.